Hey guys, thanks again for coming back to another episode of Built By. This week, super excited to have Luke Hansen, who is the founder and CEO of Company Cam. Luke, I think I had that right. Um, thanks so much for being on the podcast, man. I'm glad to be here, man. I'm excited. I love what you guys are doing too. Oh, thanks so much. Um, yeah, coming from you and, and the marketing that Company Cam has, that, that's actually a huge, um, you know, a huge compliment. So I'd love if you have, you know, a quick little two to three minute um, kind of spiel about yourself, how you got in the industry and what Company Cam's doing. Um, yeah. I, I'd love to hear, you know. I'll, I'll try to kind of give the backstory. So um, I am from Nebraska. It is in the middle. It is sometimes cold. It is sometimes hot. It's far away from the ocean. Therefore, you get these wild varieties of temperature. It's mostly flat. People are basically nice. Not that much to do. You know, this is this is the, the setting. So um, my dad owns a roofing company. So I grew up like when I was 13 years old, I was like cleaning up job sites. And then I've basically done every job you can do at a roofing company, essentially. And uh, that was, I mean, it was a good organization. It grew a lot from when I was... 13 to, you know, today, I haven't worked there now for five years, but, uh, I ended up in the basically running the marketing, you know, and, and I was like managing some people doing like gutter work and stuff. But for, for the most part, I was like the marketing guy. So I was like building our website and, uh, doing TV commercials and radio ads and like the, the, all that kind of stuff. And I was, gosh, I was having trouble trying to get our people to like document their work. I mean, I wanted to use it for marketing. We needed to plan our jobs. And so I, I started looking around. I was like, there's gotta be a way for us to like take pictures and notes and stuff out in the field that would just like organize by that job. Cause when you're, when you're a roofing company, you do a lot of small jobs, you know? And so I couldn't find anything at all. And Finally, I just decided like we should build this. Like this isn't that complicated of software. So I kind of went from being a roofing guy to being a tech startup person, <laughs> uh, somewhere in the middle there. Uh, but uh, and that was like that was in 2015. So you know, I I guess I kind of skipped a whole bunch of my life. Like I went to college, I dropped out of college, I I, I went back to college, I lived abroad <laughs> a little bit, I like to travel. Like I always had to give my dad like a one year commitment. Like, will you work here for the next year? <laughs> yes or no? I was like, yes, I will. And then next year, it was like, no, I'm le I'm going to Spain. Or like, you know, like yeah. it's so, because like he kind of knew that I was like inherently like. Well, I, he definitely knew I was yeah. inherently uh, a, a, like a little bit of like a. I don't know. There's like a nice way to say it, like oh, a wild flower <laughs> or something. And then there's like a like a like just like a kind of like a non stick with it dumbass. It's probably the other <laughs> way of saying it. And so that yeah. So I, I kind of all around, and that's I think what I like so much about what I'm doing now at Company Cam is that the problem is kind of it's very undefined. You're you're figuring it out. It's not like the whole path is laid out in front of you. You know, like you guys figured out. Um, Hatch what you're doing with it, how you go about uh, going to market. You're doing a podcast. Like it, it, there's just so much to like to learn and do, and that really suits me. I think that's why I love where I'm at. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, it's interesting you have that background in home improvement. <clears throat> um, there's a lot of founders of of tech companies, and typically when you think of home improvement, you don't think like Silicon Valley. You think of like blue collar work ethic. So coming from that background. Um, you got into marketing and you were starting to add new technology and stuff. What was that? Uh, I guess earlier in your career when you were doing that, was there as much 
um, option? Were there many options out there? Um, how mean, are you vetting this technology? It's like exploded. You know, there were there was more and more things coming online, and you always thought like you'd see some stuff, and sometimes it was just gimmicky, you know, because a lot of things are dumb and they don't really work. But then you were like, oh man, that could save me time, or that could help us grow. You know, like you see that, which is what marketing should do. It should like solve a concrete problem um, as opposed to people have these good ideas and they ask their buddy like, Hey, would you use this thing if I made it? And no one wants to be like, well, depending on how, you know, your friends are, but most people aren't like, no, that's stupid. You're an idiot. I would never pay for that. You know, they're like, Oh yeah, I could totally use that to solve, you know, whatever. But that's not how anyone actually works in the real world. In the real world, people have a problem and then they go try to find a solution for it. And so, you know, I was into drones for a little while. Like there was a time where I was the number one result if you search for roofing drone, uh, because like I'd like try to do some PR around us using drones just for local, you know, good marketing. Um, we've we were fairly early adopters of a lot of like the measurement technology of like uh, uh, pictometry. We've used that forever of just like measuring properties, and so like that stuff was helpful. But there is there's like a tendency to think that you can keep, there's almost like an endless amount of that you can do. And maybe someday it will be all robots doing all the work, you know, which people are kind of scared of, but like, I, I actually think that that's a good future. Like, I think it's good that we're not all like digging holes on farms and plowing fields, <laughs> which is what everyone was doing like 200 years ago. Uh, uh, and, and like that we're talking on podcasts and doing this other stuff. But that being said, the, I think the hard part about a contracting business is managing the people. It's not necessarily selling the jobs. I mean, the, look, marketing isn't always easy. And I, I'm sometimes a lot of it just makes sense to me, you know, and I, and then I hear people talking and they're paying like $10,000 to be in some like stupid notebook, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, I, they, they would joke because like I had a rule that like, if you're calling to sell it, sell me advertising, the answer is no, but you can have my email address. If you're calling to sell me print advertising, the answer is no, and you cannot have my email address. <laughs> that was the way that I ran it uh, when I was running the marketing at our contracting company. It was like, no, it's not happening. Um, so like, yes, but having that background, like especially for now, doing do, building software, um, coming from what I is almost more of like a real business, like you're, you know, you go to work at the end of the day, there's concrete results. Uh, like you see that, Hey, there's a new roof on this house. It looks better than it looked. Or I was just like building a deck behind my house. It's nothing too fancy. But at the end of the day, the other day I was like, wow, like there was not a floor there and now there is. And that's a lot better than I had some really good meetings today, which is how my <laughs> days usually go, you know? Uh, yeah. man, sorry. I think I'm losing the plot here. You're gonna have to get me back on track. No, you're good, man. Um, it really comes down to like how these home improvement companies are are, are are vetting this technology. There's so much stuff out there now. You said there's, you mentioned there's a huge explosion. Um, and there can be a tendency for a lot of these companies that feel like to get out of touch almost with the modern day contractor who's busy running from job to job appointments, building decks, you know, checking on projects for siding um, at down the street and then running over across town to another job. So it's tricky because the the industry is very, I guess, word of mouth. It's very driven by contractor yeah. to contractor. Mm -hmm. um, how how are you positioning company cam to 
kind of take advantage of that to 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 be a tool that is accessible for anyone yeah in the industry. that's like this is something we're talking about a lot right now because we you know we're storing 180 million photos or something you know mm. and, and then that's going up pretty quickly uh we we are mainly an internal tool for contractors to keep themselves organized and to have documentation accountability all of this and pushing that to the guys in the field, you know, like the way to keep up with what's going on on a job site, like a, a picture that's time stamped, GPS stamped, you know that it's real and where it's from is a really good way to get an update versus like a bunch of texts back and forth, talking on the phone, driving around, kind of what, or even just like threads of photos and text messages, which is like, if I ask a contractor to show me their phone, I can guarantee you that their photo roll is just like, it'll be like a, you know, <laughs> It's like roofing, roofing, roofing. Their kid's doing a cartwheel, like 40 <laughs> pictures of their other kid who like had their phone in the car and just like bursted picture, you know. It's like <laughs> a giant like mess. And so, you know, we straighten that out for them and that's really helpful. Um, but I do, I see a big opportunity in bringing transparency uh, and sort of like truth. I mean, it sounds like a really big idea, but you know, Word of mouth is the way that you find a contractor, right? Like I, I automatically ask my dad or someone or Francisco, you know, guys that I worked with at my dad's company, who they know, you know, who do you know that does the digs holes or that does, you know, X, Y, Z. And I feel that that's a pretty good way to go about it. Now, second to that, a lot of people are using reviews, like review software is popular, like being able to figure out like, okay, uh, how, what are other people saying? You know, like right. if I don't know my product by someone I actually know, then maybe I can find out by the larger group. And that, yeah. I feel yeah. in general pretty good about that stuff. What, what there isn't right now is a way for me to kind of like look at everyone's work, you know? Like there, there isn't this way for me to sort through, I mean, we can click through people's websites or maybe through their Instagram or things like that. But like, I think that there's an interesting opportunity for company cam to help help our contractors grow by showing off their work because they're already capturing it uh, in company cam. That I think is really compelling. Now, I want to stop, pause, and address something you said earlier, um, yeah. or or in talking about the like the technology. We, you know, we are sort of relatively sophisticated, at least at company cam, in our marketing. You know, yeah. like we run a ton of retargeting and we're doing tons of digital ads and all different platforms. We're really trying to like get the word out in that way about us. And that's, it's, it's a hard thing for people to think about getting into. And a lot of, I find a lot of contractors end up paying some crappy company to just run AdWords campaigns for them so that they show up on Google, which it's not like that can work a little bit, but what I encourage people to do with their marketing is just to like, be authentic and tell the story. Just tell the story of what happened. Like it's really, I see people doing this where they'll just put a video on Instagram. Hey, we just finished this job. You know, we kind of did this. We used this material. Um, we talked about doing it this way, but we ended up doing it this way. Like, and it's not like rehearsed or fancy or, you know, but it's just like just that hearing and learning from someone is so compelling. It, it, and you, this is the other piece of advice I like to dispense is that you cannot give enough away for free when it comes to information. You do not own secret information. There's no such thing. Like 
you, the more that you can teach people, even if that's your specialty, even if that's what you sell, the more that you can do that, the more money you will make because what everyone lacks is an audience, right? It, it's not your problem as like, let's say a new company, isn't that you're not making like that 10% more on every job or something like that overwhelmingly. It's that no one knows who you are and no one cares. And yeah. finding people that know who you are and care, like the best consultants or the best anyone, you pay people not because like they withheld secret information from you, but because you learned so much from them that you trust them that you will then pay them. And so, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm feel like I'm crossing a bunch of wires here, but just to say that it isn't, it isn't so important that you are an expert with Facebook ad manager and exactly what platform and you want to run this ad to, uh, you know, 40 year old women and this ad 26 year old dudes are saying, you know, like it's much more of the fact that you, you can do something and you put it out there and that it's, it's real, like it feels real, not like a consultant or a company, you know, maybe did it for you, but that you're just doing it and, and, and going and then teaching because yeah. I, my belief is that in contracting trust is the key variable. Like you want to trust that the person will do a good job. You want to trust them that they're not ripping you off. You want to trust that, um, that they, they, they can, they know what they're, there's just all these different angles on which you want to trust them. And a great way to build trust is to teach someone something, you know, like it, like, and that could be literally, for example, let's say you build decks or whatever. If you were to go online and teach people how to build decks, you will have so many people calling you to build their deck that like, even if you give away everything you know about building decks and every other company can do exactly the way you do it. And theoretically, my my position here is that you cannot give away enough information. It's actually impossible. There's no yeah. such thing as as uh, teaching too much that now the whole world can compete with you. That's not that's not the way it works. You will become the abstract expert. You'll be speaking at conferences or something. You know, yeah. it, and I mean, sometimes I need to take my own medicine here. Not that uh, I that we try to like hide information, but sometimes there's that like uncertainty. Like for example. I don't feel comfortable being like a contractor guru, meaning that I'm the great contractor who's going to be tell every other contractor how to do things or how to run their business. Like, I think I have some good ideas when it comes to marketing. I know right. technology. I have a lot of opinions, you know, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, it isn't the case that I'm just this great contractor who's here now because I'm on this podcast going to tell you like, this is how to run your business. Yeah. Um, though I do slip into that sometimes, <laughs> but like, <laughs> so there's that uncertainty of like, who am I to, to share this or to, to be trying to tell people what to do. Yeah. And the, the thing that you kind of learn and I learned, I equate this to kind of like to growing up, like when you're 15, you look at grown ups and you're like, Oh, like you, maybe you have, or at least I did. I had this kind of respect for grown ups, or like, at least this idea that like, they're not as like, dumb and petty and like all of the things that afflict 15 year olds. And then you become a grown up and you realize that like, oh, everyone's still kind of a growing up, you know, they're yeah. not as mature as you thought. You're the same basic person. And that really I'm talking about this realization that everyone's kind of like that. And the people that yeah. get off their butt and do the thing. And even when they're like, not that confident, mm -hmm. you can just say that like you, I don't know. Hard to overstate how much just 
telling the story, doing the thing, being yeah. yourself, show, showing it in a non-pretentious way will really help you grow as a contractor, even if you don't know anything about technology or any of this stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's just like, it, it's doing it. And I want to go back to something you mentioned, um, which was, you know, telling stories, which is, which is really one of the, the big things that um, I think contractors aren't leveraging right now. And the ones that are, I think are doing a really good job of showing, you know, videos of the project, you know, interviewing the homeowners for each job, you know, having those good reviews on video. I think the problem is, is that there can be a paralysis around marketing where if it's not perfect, we can't put it out there which is completely untrue. Not everything you do has to be like a extreme home makeover where the mm -hmm. homeowners are just bawling, crying. It can just yeah, be a yeah, real yeah. authentic, like five minutes of like, you know, what did you think of the, the, the people who came on site? We kept it clean, um, you know, things like that. So, I mean, that's a really good point is just, just doing it and, and stop being, you know, paralyzed by the fear of it not being perfect sort of thing. Um, I'd love to transition that actually into, you know, I think what sets company cam apart from a lot of other um, tech companies in the space is really your marketing. And you're doing a lot of that experimenting with, um, you had a great video about, um, about decks, which I'll link definitely down below. It's one of my favorite videos. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you actually go for it. And I think that's the result of having a good team where everybody's on the, on the same page. It and, is. Yeah. Sorry, keep going yeah. now. Tell, tell us no, about no, how no. good it is. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to wrap that right back into home improvement here. So I think you've kind of identified um, the key in hiring good people around you. And I think that's something that home improvement companies can struggle with sometimes, which is we're making a wrong hire. It ends up costing our company a lot more. So in your opinion, I'd love to hear like what your your methodology is around yeah. people that, that work with you. It's, yeah, and it's, Man, that's a it's it's hard because I don't often run with like a well articulated plan, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> this is exactly how we're doing it. Um, a lot of it is kind of like a feeling, or like I, for example, people that I know, like our head of product right now, who's sort of our COO, you know, head of product, real operations person. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just someone that I knew. And I was like, that's the person you want to hire. Like, <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know, people that are like, this person is super smart. They care. They're great to work with. They do great work. They're just better than you in almost every way. Like finding that person who's better than you at a thing is really important. Like I joke that I am kind of like the stupidest person at our company or the worst person <laughs> at any given thing, you know, yeah. like every, there's a person who's definitely better than me to do that thing. But, right. you know, I did start, Cause I really like the idea like of product development of just thinking like with the app, like what should this screen look like? How does, how should this thing work? Like I have more ideas than I do time to execute on any of those ideas. So that, yeah. that part is really fun for me. And that's kind of how I ended up here. Uh, the trick is, and what I realized is you're not building a product, you're building a company. And you think about things different when you're thinking of building a product versus a company. And so when you're building a company, then you're finding people and your prime job as the CEO or the founder or whatever, wherever you are, whatever thing you're trying to build is to find other people that are better than you, that you can trust with responsibility to do their thing so that you can do something else. Maybe that's fine. More people, you know. So once I made that like mental like transition, in a sense, we 
we grew dramatically. You know, we started hiring more. We started hiring. I mean, I don't want to say better because we, we had great people all along, but like we were originally running for quite a while for like a year and a half, two years with like six people. And mm-hmm. that's, you can do that, but you, there's a limit to what you, you can accomplish. And that's what a company is. A company is people coming together to work towards a certain direction and then leveraging like other people to do almost more and more specialized things. And then that's how you can grow and scale and accomplish big things. So in hiring, I, number one, I want to find someone that it's like that I'm excited to work with that, that I really think not just like, I think they're competent at their role, but that I'm, that I think I would enjoy seeing them every day for a long time because you really do. We, we all, it's part of the culture that we work hard, especially contractors, you know, like it's definitely part of the culture that, Hey, we work like you're not here to work. You can get out of here. And I respect mm-hmm. that a ton, but it's also important. Like when you think about how much time you actually spend working versus like with your family or doing some other things that you like doing, it's a lot of time. And we've had really good luck with like keeping really good people by, 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 by really trying to make it a place that people want to be mm-hmm. as opposed to a place that's trying to grind every last like little bit out of people, you know, like, and it, it's partly, I think it's the difference between long-term thinking and short-term thinking, you know, like you, if you're, if you're trying to accomplish something over the next like two weeks or two months or something like that, then you can treat people a certain way that maybe isn't great, but it may actually get a more out of them in like this scope. But if you're pl- like, we're playing the long game. And to me, that means finding great people, treating them really well, meaning like paying them well, having it be a fun place to work and really trying to match up what they love to do with an opportunity that we have. And, and so whenever I'm interviewing people, I'm talking about like, um, where do you want to be in five years? both sort of personally, but also like if, if, if we succeed or something and someone buys our company, we all make a lot of money, you know, and you can go do something else. What do you want to have done here? What responsibility do you want to have taken? How do you want to grow so that you can be ready for whatever is like this next possible thing? And it could be like, Oh, I want to travel or I want to, I want to start selling toaster ovens on Amazon. Like I, I, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. But try to reverse engineer, okay, this is like where this person wants to go. This is what they love to do and or at least, you know, enjoy. It's not like every job is super fun. But for even our people who are doing sales and talking to people on the phone, they like doing it. You know, Mm -hmm. I know other people at our company that would like. They would slit their throat before they would take a sales. (laughs) You know, like they just couldn't. That would never work for them. And but when you understand that, like. Uh, maybe, Hey, I really want to go into maybe managing people or I don't. And I want to be the best software engineer I can be Uh, getting carried away here. We run this like system, kind of a custom version of it called traction. And it's just a, or EOS or whatever, but it's basically a, sorry, stupid phone calls. It's a, it's a structure around your business to help you do the kind of standard um, hiring management meetings, that kind of stuff to give you Mm -hmm. kind of like a playbook to do that, that so that you can worry about what your business actually does, which has been helpful for me. You know, I like, because like, I don't, 
get really excited about like management as like a, <laughs> in principle, you know, it's not, it's just not that interesting to me. Um, but once I kind of learned about, once someone gave me a plan, then tinkering with it became enjoyable. And right. I think with, again, trying to like loop this back around to people is once I realized that what a company is, is, is people. And, and it's not like the product, it's the people. And then the people make the product. And so like, that's where you have to start. Once I realized that I really put a lot of effort and energy into not just trying to find great people, but then trying to help people grow. Like one of our core values is grow up. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm kind of on this kick of, cause I'm a dumbass. I told you that like, <laughs> I need to grow up. Like I'm irresponsible and just all around. Like I have a lot of growing up to do maturing, mm -hmm getting better, like, and I, but I think I do something that, I don't know if this is like special about me or if I'm just delusional, but I I think that almost anything is possible in the sense like mm -hmm. that I could change, that I could be better at this, like, or, you know, I, I don't have a lot of uh, limiting beliefs is what I <laughs> tell people, you know? So I yeah. try to, for people on our team, like we have 70 people now and I'm still like every, every six months I do a one-on-one -on -one with everyone at the company. And I, I, I try to, I'm going to try to keep doing that for as long as we, hopefully, you know, we keep growing and everything like that. But like, yeah. Um, talking to them about like, how do you think, how have you grown up in a sense? And that's can sound condescending, but it's more like a growth. Like we all see that we could be a better version of ourselves and we all yeah. know ways in which we're sort of prone to being idiots or that if we're not, if we're not like, acting in a healthy way for ourselves, how we can kind of like do things badly. And so yeah. I want to basically be the main cheerleader of our people being the one telling them that like, I believe in you that you can do great things that you can be better than you are now, which isn't to say that you're bad now, you know, but like <laughs> that you're capable of more yeah. and to try to encourage you and kind of hold you accountable in figuring out how you want to grow and what that looks like. So loop this again back around. I think this is like my fourth loop, you know, like we're <laughs> Full circle. the death spiral. Hey, I'm not, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it, it's like, it's, it's caring, finding good people, caring about them, uh, believing in them, and then trying to be a part of not just putting them to your purposes, but mm -hmm. to help them, um, with, to like to their purpose and the idea yeah. that if those things are in alignment and you're moving in the same direction, that's good for everyone and it'll keep working. And it's not like fundamentally unstable, which I think a lot of other things that are more short-term thinking are, are they're, they're sort of fundamentally unstable and you're constantly like trying to put things in place because you're pushing it so hard. Yeah. So, sorry, that was the longest, I <laughs> of long convoluted that answers was... and that was actually exceptionally long and convoluted so you you uh, wrapped it right back around that yeah <laughs> tune into the built by podcast there you go <laughs> awesome man well that i mean that's Here, really all of the yeah, i'm recording yep. a podcast buddy sorry wait i mean you, you need want... to go upstairs yeah, right now i just i just want to see who you want to call with. you can see him he's right here I just who he okay is. he's waving at you all right okay go <laughs> Go upstairs. Okay. Sorry about that. 
all good, man. The, the, the perils of working at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really all the questions I had today. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'd love for you to, if, if contractors want to learn a little bit more about company cam, um, where is it they should go? Yeah. Companycam.com. Uh, we are company cam on the socials, Instagram, Twitter places. Um, but basically we help contractors capture information in the field, get it organized and we, we present it to you as the owner or manager in a way that saves you a lot of time of driving around and really pushes that accountability out to the field. Um, that's that's what we do, and we'd love it if you checked us out uh, Yeah, when you have a minute. Absolutely, man. Um, so, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Until uh, next time. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. This was awesome. <laughs>